everybody. This is the second episode of The Alpha Show. I'm RD, joined today by my friend, my trader friend, AK. Hello, everyone. Thank you, AK. How's your How's your week this week? Good? Week's been good so far. Uh, flow's been kind of light recently, but other than that, I'm, you know, everything's fine. I'm going to DC tomorrow. Oh, that's so I'm nice. excited for that, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's the long weekend next week, so both of us, I think, we're going to take off for the weekend. So we're recording this episode on the 6th of November 2019, which is a weekday. Again, for the simple reason that we won't be able to record it on the weekend. However, we have very exciting trading ideas for you today. We're also going to cover past week's trading ideas, as well as share with you our market commentary and the news for, for next week, what we're going to be looking at and how we're going to position our books. But before we do that, AK, do you wanna, do you wanna give some disclosures? Uh, sure, yeah, RD. So a little housework that we just have to get through before we can continue. Uh, RD and I are both professional traders and we're only talking here for you know entertainment and informational purposes. You should always do your own research before investing and uh, always speak with a qualified investment professional before you invest. If you have any other questions about our disclosure, check it out on our website, thealphashow.com. All right, thank you. So should we continue to our past week, I guess, what happened last week? Do you want to talk a little bit about, about market events? Yeah, market was, it's been a pretty strong rally actually, uh, going back for almost the last two weeks or so. The Fed had their uh, came out with their minutes last week there came out relatively dovish one last time it seems like yeah so we got we got what we were promised 25 we got, bips they delivered we got the quarter yeah. point uh, cut mm-hmm. and then the market just kept on rallying yeah. since well, then and apart from the the trade uh, or excuse me apart from the fed cut there's also the the trade war that seems to be making progress at least on the at least it did last week right yeah. we had we had the news today which we will touch upon a little bit later today we had some some a little bit of a mishap mm-hmm. i suppose and and we'll go over what we actually think is going underneath the hood there. Um, but yeah, what else? Do you want to, do you, do you have other? Other than that, last week, um, strong rally, pretty strong earnings. This week, earnings have been more mixed. Yeah, we so have, so what was today? So today was Qualcomm, Qualcomm which was Square, fairly strong. Qualcomm Square. Kind of lifted the whole the whole uh, semiconductor space yeah. there. And then Match.com, I think. Match.com missed, actually. Yeah. Pretty they uh, yeah. pretty poor earnings stock initially dropped fifteen percent. Yeah, you want you want to give that anecdote that you told me? Uh, you had an idea. Yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I think so. So what AK is going to disclose to you right now, or or I think it's his way of thinking about tactical trading opportunities, which we actually think about most of our days, and I think this is a very good example of, of that of how to take advantage of things happening around exactly. you and how to position yourself to take advantage of them. Yeah. So I uh, you know I haven't done this you know in a while, but I opened up Tinder. Being a single and, guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> naturally, like you know, some some of the other guys out there, or 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 girls, you could say, we open up Tinder. And I noticed that they were offering a special for half off their premium subscription, and the first thought that I had is that this company must be in search for revenue. They must be underperforming. That's why they're offering this. Why else would they offer half off their like premium service, which is their uh, their main source of revenue? So I originally had the thought to short it, and then I started swiping. So I forgot, you know, I got, I got distracted. But but then I I saw the next day earnings came out and the stock sank fifteen percent. So that that was, my first thought was going back to my to that you know those few minutes when I was uh, looking at the app, and the first takeaway that I had from it was that this company is not in as good of shape 
as it's I, advertised. Yeah, I, I, I love the idea. However, I do hope you get some some nice matches. Some in ma- the, yeah, yeah, I, to to make up for the lack the of lot, the, the <laughs> lack of uh, of P and L there. Um, so let's. I think we should jump in into our our last week's trading ideas. Yeah. So let me start first with natural gas. Yeah. So natural gas had a phenomenal week uh, last week. The the past few days rather, which. I honestly didn't didn't think it my, that my prediction would turn out so so correct, especially in such a, t- a short yeah, time frame. How much was it up? Last yeah, week? So it was uh, when when we were recording last week it was two point three the the front month contract, and now it's two point eighty something. Wow! Uh, so it's it's quite quite a rise, and uh, all the all the ETFs covering it are, are up a lot um, in the twenty percent range, I would say. Uh, the the one x ETF mm-hmm. the three x ones are, are up even more. But, but you told me just be, be before we started recording that this one uh, x ETF or actually excuse me the straight commodity you can actually lever up. Yeah, so so, so could, sure. So so when you when you buy futures contracts, mm-hmm. you actually deposit a, a smaller margin rather than the entire notional. Right. Amount. So that allows you to to leverage uh, up to twenty. X, I believe. So we're not we're on. not recommending anyone to lever up twenty. <laughs> Absolutely but, not. But if you are a risk taker, that that is an option. Yeah. So the the reason why gas went up was because uh, the weather events played out actually. So weather for the month of November is forecasted to be much colder than 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 it were, and therefore the the bulls have picked their head up a little bit and uh, they're eyeing. Uh, colder weather. However, today there was a slight dip, and the reason was because uh, exports to Mexico actually fell 48 percent mm. from uh, from the past month. So that's that's to be to, to, remains to be seen in the future. And do I still have my position on? Yes, I do have my position on still. However, I'll be much more cautious, and I'll be looking to trim it down as as the as the time goes by. I think there's still a little bit of upside left. But right now, I wouldn't actually recommend anyone to get in at this moment, although the price might still have more to go from here. So going back to Alibaba, AK. Yeah. So you pitched Alibaba last week. I, I know that the, the market performed fairly well. So you want to yeah, touch so upon that? Yeah, so Alibaba had blowout earnings. They really exceeded the highest estimates, actually. And this, the stock surprisingly did not change the first day. Uh, but soon after earnings being the next day and continuing the rest of the week, the stock has steadily uh, risen every day. And now I think last week, I can't remember the exact number before earnings, maybe like 177. Now the stock is currently trading, uh, hovering between 183 and 185. And this, it did give off some of its gains when it news broke that the potential trade deal might be having a delay. But that still does not, in my view, take any value away from the stock. I, I think it's a great opportunity. I do think in the short run, if this uh, you know trade negotiation does see a delay, the stock will certainly drop. But on the Chinese side, everything seems to be going well on the consumer base. So I, I for not foresee any problems with Alibaba. I think this is a good jumping point into the next week's news and what we're expecting mm-hmm. next week I think so you touched upon the China news so today we we received uh, notifications on our Bloomberg machines mm-hmm. that the trade talks might be postponed for another month so we were we were expecting a deal to come about by November end of November I believe yeah but now it's they, they said it's December and, right. and they also said that the official, you know, the official headline is that they're debating the venue there's disagreement on the venue and where the event's going to be 
but I don't necessarily buy that. Uh, do you? I don't. Yeah, there there must be something else, why else underlying for... the, the the talks because the venue, at, at least in my view, uh, they 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 chose Iowa and, mm-hmm. and we believe it was Iowa to take the limelight off of the first the Democratic, Democratic primary, yeah. primary, right? But there must be deeper underlying issues there which have heightened the risks, especially for for the short term. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the short short term market yeah, outlook, I, I think they're hiding risks that that people are not pricing in because they thought that the trade talks would be very smooth, yeah. which clearly they're not. Mm-hmm. And though the both negotiating teams might publicly say that it's going well, in actual substance, they really could be very far apart and really not able to get any closer. But we really just have we have to wait and see. Honestly, that's all. Uh, there's nothing. There's no way to predict this really. If Trump wants a the short term deal, he might be willing to give up some of his. Uh, I guess uh, negotiating list that he's uh, that he's looking for. Maybe, maybe they're probably looking to to have to, some catchy headlines. I think in order to to keep pumping the markets and that's also possible. Like drag it out. Yeah, just drag it out and then just put out positive headlines for mm-hmm. as long as they can, so they can take the spotlight off of the the Democrats, which are gearing up for the election. Yeah, and then maybe when Trump is in the middle of, of his running, maybe they, they but, can deliver. Why, but why would the Chinese go along with that? Well, he could maybe promise them a better deal, better than what he's promising them now. Uh, if they agree to play ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, this is all conspiracy theory. Yeah, this is kind of a, a bit of a fringe. But, but, uh, but who knows? They, everything is a conspiracy theory when it comes to these trade negotiations. They've been dragged out so long. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows what's yeah, going on? Still- Unless you're an insider, I suppose. Which I, neither I of us are. Wait, or, or we could be, and we don't want to tell you. <laughs> I, I wish I was <laughs> Okay, so do we do we go to the next week alpha, I suppose? Yeah, let's take it on next week. So, Do you want to begin? Yeah, the, I, my alpha actually kind of does uh, go off of that a bit. So uh, my pick for the week and also for the next few months is Tyson Foods. And you're probably wondering... Why Tyson? I know I am at least. Right? I, I am. But such a random name. And an even better question is why – this is a pretty established company. So why why Tyson right now? Yeah. And there are a few fundamental reasons that I'm, I'm looking at here. Okay? This is not just a random pick. The first is the demographics and a rising uh, middle class across, across the globe. Okay? So Tyson has a big business outside of the U.S.? Uh, right now, the core of the business is the U.S., but they are expanding rapidly uh, internationally. More so, they're they're focusing more on the international markets than they were before, and this is actually announced fairly recently in a uh, strategy update. That okay. they, they're doing a major shift, and actually, going off that, there's actually uh, here's a statistic for you that it's that 98 percent of the future growth of protein consumption will it will occur outside the U.S. Okay, well, U.S. And, has a slightly declining population, I think, or aging population, whereas most third world and second world world countries have an no, increasing I, U- population. U.S. is also increasing. Yeah, but not, not as much as, say, India or places no, I, in Africa. I, I, I would say people here are already gen- generally have meat in their diets. That's if true. If you go true. in other countries, whereas before they were poor and now they are, uh, you're seeing a rise in middle class, you're seeing more people eating meat because that's... I agree. It's, point it's point being good. is... Is meat consumption is going to grow more outside the U.S. Exactly, than the US. and the second part of that is that seventy percent of this growth in the future is going to be in Asia. But why do you think Tyson Food is going to be able to capture this growth instead of some Asian company in Asia, mm-hmm. some on, another company in in Africa? Why do you think Tyson Food is that? Going to- is a great question, R.D. And that goes into my second point, which there are there are two parts of this. So Tyson obviously breaks up their sales by what type of meat. 
they're uh, they're producing and, and selling. So you have beef, chicken, pork, and prep foods, and then your your favorite fake meat. Yeah, I love fake. So <laughs> go, he, he knows that, that the question is coming up about Beyond Meat. So right, right. So as, just you as, know, as, as your typical millennial, I'm very much into a fake meat. It's a as fat. He likes it's to a total it. fat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continuing here. The uh, in, in regards to why not a Chinese consumer, why not a Chinese producer instead of Tyson? I'm sure China would love for their own domestic version to take off. Well, the problem there is African uh, swine fever, and their pork is now inconsumable. They're having a swine fever that's affecting the majority of the pork, not just in China, but also all across Africa and uh, Asia. Yeah, but th- then, that's a temporary thing. How do, the, the, the growth plan that Tyson Foods has laid out probably is going to span a few years, whereas the swine flu is a few months, I suppose. Or no, no, no. The, the swine flu, <laughs> it's actually it's, it's knocked out 5% of to the total production. Yeah, they're going to reproduce again. <laughs> no, but that takes time. That takes time. And even then, it's still, it's like a pandemic at this point. It's not nowhere near getting contained. So at this point, they have to import from other countries. And right now, Tyson is there to step in. So they have made out, they've laid out strategic plans to shift uh, everything from the supply chain and on actually to Asia to okay. prepare for this more long-term strategic shift. The second part of that is that as part of the trade negotiations, China is actually going to, is, uh, going to be lifting their uh, re- restrictions on uh, the U.S. poultry ban. And poultry is chicken. Just to make sure. Just to make sure. <laughs> so I, when this news broke that China was considering this as part of the trade negotiations, Tyson jumped almost 5%. And the reason is because it's a lot of chicken. Right that's there. a lot of chicken. Well, a lot of poultry. That's a lot of poultry, and the reason is because chicken is thirty percent of Tyson's total revenue. Now, if they if this cap is lifted off of them, they can potentially become a huge supplier to China, which is in itself that's a market almost four times as big as the U.S. Okay. Right? But probably on a demographic basis. So the typical. I'm looking right now. I'm looking at the general trend in growth in meat consumption and the current events that are going on in regards to trade, and then this pandemic with the African swine fever that's going on. And then the last part, since I, I know you, you know, you're let, gonna bring, So let me ask the question then. Go ahead, ask, please, uh, please, I'm ready. If they're not coming up with any fake poultry or any fake type of meat, as you like to call it, mm. what are, how, how are they going to fight the undeniable trend, I would say, towards meat alternatives such as the company called uh, Beyond Meat which mm-hmm. has been skyrocketing since the IPO it's done a phenomenal phenomenal well, what's happened in the last three months well the last three months are are not indicative of what's going to happen in the future sure. and you can't deny that there's a clear trend mm-hmm. towards uh, the alternative meat option yeah. how do you think that why, why should I buy Tyson Foods which the growth claims are dubious, mm. although you say they, they could be very good. But Beyond Meat has clear, okay, totally, much much better growth look, potential. Totally a fair question, but uh, a couple things on that. Actually, Tyson does have their own R and D department, and they have already developed their own uh, fox meat. It's it's actually it's called Raised and Routed. Okay, that, that's the brand name. They have everything: chicken nuggets, burgers, everything. And not only that, not only is it uh, zero meat, it's also healthy, unlike the Beyond Burger. The Beyond Burger is bad for you uh, in terms of nutrition. So how, how does the market share compare there, do you know, uh, with Beyond Meat? Uh, I, I, Beyond Meat, 
right now is the most recognized brand name. And I Tyson, uh, this their their current brand is has not seen the type of attraction that Beyond Meat has, but but they are there. But my point about their uh, maybe they just don't want to cannibalize their their. Their own existing goods. No, business. but it's inevitable. It is inevitable. If, if this is going to catch on, then they, I'm sure they will go to do whatever is going to be most profitable, even if it's cannibalizing their own business, because they're going to run the competition out, right? So it makes sense from a business perspective. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, a company like Tyson has, uh, for the last year, had over a billion dollars of free cash flow. They have plenty of resources ready, and they have many established brands and many brands that they are at currently pumping uh, cash into to get uh, up and coming. And this uh, raised and routed, uh, you know, fake meat, as some say, is a good example of that, of them applying their research to the current market trend and coming up with a new product for a new demographic. Okay. Uh, I, like, I like the thesis. I like how you laid it out. So when is your entry point? Do you have any stops, any, mm-hmm. any, any time frame yeah. or horizons on your investment or your yeah. trades? So ideally, I'm going to enter after earnings. So why after earnings? Why not before earnings in order to, if you, if you think that they're going to be a good catalyst and they might mm-hmm. have the possibility of beating the earnings? Yeah, okay. That, that's a fair question. Well, so this, the reason for me not entering sooner is not, is not about Tyson. It's more about what's happening on the macro environment. We're seeing the trade talks stall. My entire thesis here is one major factor in there is that the trade talks will go well and that these restrictions on imports of foreign meats will be lifted from the Chinese markets. So if I see the trade talks are not going well, then, then that totally changes my, my thesis. Okay. How long is your, your time horizon? This To me, this is a long-term bet. This is something I, I, I do plan to buy in and hold. Okay. Um, I guess I'll continue with my with my thesis. Yeah. So this, this is a good point for me to, to make my pitch because you mentioned that we're in sort of a rough patch when it comes to China talks. Mm-hmm. And... To give a little bit of backdrop, the markets have been rallying uh, for the past couple of weeks, which ties in with my investment thesis, which is going long volatility. And, and there's multiple ways you could do this, but I will suggest to people to purchase call options on VXX, which tracks the returns of VIX with a 1x, without leverage, essentially. So this is essentially a short-term trade. My maximum holding period is at most two weeks, although I know that VXX is typically recommended for intraday holding purposes. And it's definitely not an investment uh, product. It's mainly for hedging purposes, but I think for speculation reasons, is is good to trade in and out, especially in uh, in a short-term fashion of a, of a time time period of two weeks or less, I believe. So why why right now? So that's a that's a great question. So right now, because the guy that I love to hate so much, Warren Buffett, I, I, I agree with one thing that he said. Well, he said many things that I agree with, but one thing I think is absolutely right. So you have to be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. So I think that everyone is being greedy right now with the markets hitting all-time highs. You have the S&P at almost 3,080, I believe. Oh, close to yeah, it. Yeah, close to it, uh, which is a, a record. You also have volatility dropping at the lowest of the years. However, the past couple of days, or last week rather, I noticed something that, that has happened in 2018, early December 2018. So in 2018, you had a couple of days where the market went up. So you had a rising mm-hmm. market as well. And 
oddly enough, you also had VIX go up. So these two things were the prelude to what happened early February. So in early February, you had the whole volatility complex blow up um, all of a sudden. So you had all the inverse volatility products drop by a, a large amount. And you had the XIV product, which was an ETN, exchange traded note, actually go from mid 90s or high 90s to zero essentially overnight. So I think, I'm not predicting that anything like that will happen, mm. but I think that the market going up and uh, volatility going up on the same day, it's a bad omen. And at the same time, you also have uh, record highs, I believe, and, and people are, are positioned very bullishly. I think that they are very, they're being greedy, but, as, as Warren Buffett would say. Would there not be a reason that people are bullish? If people are willing to put their, you know, put the money, put their... Right, put their money where the mouth is. Put their money where the mouth is, yeah, exactly. That's the phrase. They've had, I would agree with you that they've had good reasons to be bullish. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, as you saw today, China news might not be as bullish as you think. Also, I read earlier uh, a research paper that, that, or rather a report that said that a lot of people are missing out on this rally because they thought that this market rally hasn't been, uh, the, the fundamentals just weren't there mm-hmm. to justify the rally. So a lot of people set, set out the rally and and despite the fact stocks have been going up over mm-hmm. the entire market. So you think it could be a bubble, so, short right, term, so a small it could, bubble coming in. Right, exactly. So short term, I don't think that, that this bubble, or not, not, I wouldn't call it a bubble, but this rally is completely justified mm-hmm. by what's going underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. So to take advantage of that, of that potential Burst. I wouldn't even call it a, a burst, but but maybe some some headwinds ahead. I would suggest VXX out of the money call options, maybe with December expiry, which seem pretty cheap right now. I believe the twenty five strike was around half a buck or even lower. So I think that that provides good risk reward in my mm-hmm. view. Would you hedge with anything? Uh, well, I'm naturally hedged because. Uh, well, of your current portfolio. Right, right. But, my current portfolio is is not. But long. if you're looking at more generic, let's say you had an empty portfolio, you want to take this position. This, I think, how would you I think it? this would be a good hedge for for your position. So, for example, if you still have your Bob position mm-hmm. or your Tyson position, Tyson, right? Right. They have a, a, beta, a huge beta, right. especially Bob, as you know. So you could hedge with a little bit of a of VIX calls, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, that that would be a good hedge. But, yeah. But because this is a tactical short term for me, there's no reason to hedge. And then what would your entry and exit be? I would enter any probably one of these days, either either tomorrow or the day after, mm-hmm. or maybe just sit out the weekend and then try to, to do it early next week. And then the exit opportunity would be um, if I do see a 10%. Because I think there, there could easily be a 10 to 15% upside in, in VIX. And if mm-hmm. I do see that, that would be my exit point, essentially. Do you have an idea when that would be? In the next two weeks, hopefully. Hey, hopefully. And then if, if that doesn't pan out. And what if you're obviously, wrong? What if yeah, you're wrong? If that doesn't pan out, I, I close my position within two weeks and take a loss and I'll be happy about it. And there you have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, it. That, that was it. That's it for today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, you know. Please don't forget to send us any questions that you might have on the alphashow.com. Thank you for tuning in again from myself, RD, and AK. And we'll catch you on the next one.